Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm L.A. Noss, and since 2014, we've been celebrating and commiserating with world-class experts, best-selling authors, and parents around the world. You'd better not be a telemarketer or political party calling asking me for more money. Oh, it's Elizabeth <laughs> Warren calling to, to chat. <laughs> That's why, like, I I give away money to all of these different places, and then they just all call asking for more money. So I don't know why. I know. I just get uh, told that it's an interesting tactic. We get a lot of free trips to the Caribbean. Oh. Yeah, uh. <laughs> offers. You get offers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of um. You're a Marriott. I don't know. Somehow, I think Marriott must have gotten hacked. No, because yeah. we get a lot of scammers, and one time. Somebody, I said that I worked for 60 minutes and I asked if I could record them because I was doing a segment and he called me the C word. Really? <laughs> it turned real fast. Whoa. And Ew. then he started like, and then I got really scared because he yeah. was a scammer who then got very aggressive. Yeah, who called you the C word. There's a reply all episode where one of the hosts gets the IRS, fake IRS call, like you owe money and you're going to go to jail. And he traces it all the way back. Like he talks to people for hours and hours and hours and finally like finds a guy who, That's who will talk to oh him. My God. Okay. So listeners, oh. I have Bridget Maloney Sinclair <laughs> sitting across from me, frequent recurring guest, yes. guest star, mm-hmm. as well as Claire Coffey on the line. We are calling her in New York. Hi, Claire. Hi. So our most recent episode of the three of us was Existential Anxiety and Target. That was the name of the episode. Got a lot of feedback on that one. (laughs) Not much has changed, except Target had an existential problem this weekend. What was it? All of their registers were down nationwide for like six hours, and it wasn't a hack. No way. I mean, they're saying it wasn't a hack. I was like, it's someone practicing a hack. Did they shut down the stores? Well, so my my parents went to pick up a rash guard for my two-year-old that they had bought and an indoor-outdoor rug. And they were sort of turned away, but there were people still in the store and people just waited in line for hours, I guess. Oh, no, no, no. Some people did. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. NPR did a thing. If you Google Target registers down. You'll- okay, we'll share it on our Atomic Bombs <laughs> yeah, yeah. show notes. <laughs> yeah, for everybody. Uh, for everybody. And that actually speaks to our topics today. I'm pretty obsessed with privacy right now, just not with, you know, protecting my own privacy, but just the idea of privacy. And then we're also going to be talking about travel because it's summer break. Listen, I know about every hundred episodes, we do an episode on travel, but there's never- No one's figured it out yet. Nobody's figured it out. And it always feels like the next trip, I'm spending so much money, speaking of Target, preparing for trips. I'd rather buy things online and send them mm-hmm. to my in-laws where we'll be going, then actually just pack. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just as efficient. And like carbon carbon footprint-wise and everything else, it's probably the same diff. You might as well. Well, I appreciate that support. <laughs> but my mother-in-law was not—she listened to the podcast. Hi, Bubby. I think—I hope I didn't insult her because I sent a bunch of stuff there, and she kept being like, we have that. You can just borrow ours. But we're doing like a three-part trip, and that's – I got excited about a dog bowl that would flatten. Oh. And Adam was like, deep. why you don't we just do Tupperware? Yeah. <laughs> now now you no longer support me. Yeah. How about you, Claire? What do you think? Claire's traveling right now, aren't you, Claire? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out for a month. Chris is with us for three weeks of it, um, bouncing around to various different locations around the country. and. I have limited myself to one large suitcase for me, one medium large suitcase for Calvin, and a stroller, and that's it. Because everywhere we go has washers and dryers, and what I've learned is I always try to bring – I used to bring so many toys because I would feel guilty like he's not at home, he doesn't have stuff to play with, but then I realized there's always stuff to play with and trips to Target for a Hot Wheels car – works and then um and so i'm just bringing magnetiles oh yeah well those and, are those are pricey books. so you they're should pricey, to yeah. do that and they're very they're high value in all senses 
You're right. And also, oh, yeah, I love playing with Me too. too. (laughs) Target is everywhere. And I keep having to remind myself of that. Like, I'm not going to some remote location where there isn't a CVS. No, and a CVS is like a fun, exciting trip, too. It's true. We did that this morning after the dentist. And actually, on the way to Sabrina's dental appointment, no cavities. I've somehow Mm -hmm. managed to keep her mouth cavity free for almost six years, which is amazing. Way, way, you know. I had lots of cavities as a small child. Better than I do. (laughs) Soft teeth is me too. Weak enamel. Yeah, genetic. Maybe that's what it was. Does she brush her teeth, or do you brush her teeth for her? She brushes her teeth, not very well. And she did a great job. She did a great job. It was her that no, but it was me reminding her forcefully. (laughs) Ellie Ellie set the tone, Claire. Why are you taking this away from her? (laughs) Don't take that away from me. Um, But on the way to the dentist, this is classic five-year-old looking out the window, she goes, why does McDonald's keep moving? (laughs) And I was like, it's called a chain. There's lots, there's millions of McDonald's. And she goes, I just thought McDonald's kept moving. (laughs) I really like that. She's like, it's this mom and pop shop. (laughs) No, and just like when we travel, there's going to be a McDonald's. So I have a question for you guys about privacy. And then we'll link back into the travel stuff because we actually have listener slash contest winner questions that we'll be answering. But I wanted to circle back to the privacy thing because we are about to head out of town. Uh, Not dear listeners, but any creepy person who might be listening, we have round the clock house guests. So yeah, don't rob don't, us. Don't try to rob <laughs> don't Ellie. Don't try to rob us. <laughs> Including I, myself for a little bit. Actually. Exactly. So yeah, you don't want <laughs> to mess with Claire. Claire, either. <laughs> <laughs> Claire will be here, people. Yeah. But so I have the internet, oh, you guys, I have the internet people coming out today because the internet keeps dropping and I'm trying to set up the ring security system. And we also have the nest cams. We also have the Wi-Fi set up with the AC and with like a back, yeah. you know, with a lock. I have a code lock, Claire, for you. I'm very excited about. But I need the Wi-Fi to work so that, you know, you can get in the house. So that's this afternoon. But then I started thinking about how I'm going to have all these cameras all over our property. And, you know, how do I feel about some robot knowing my every move and my children's? Yeah. If it makes you feel better, they probably already do. But I I mean, <laughs> this is the thing with the Amazon devices, you know, they were collecting all that data. The, there was the they were like, oh, don't worry, you know, Alexa's not recording, but she was. And <laughs> and then combing through all of it to sell you stuff. So, I mean, like good news, bad news, it's capitalism that's doing it. But I um yeah, I mean, I don't know. We have a we have a Nest thermostat that I have connected to the internet, and uh, my sister, who's an information technology expert, they do not connect any of their devices to the internet. Okay, so wait, why does she not do that? Because that feels very much like all the people in Silicon Valley yes. that are that are the tech people that send their kids to the Waldorf schools so that they don't get. Like the iPad and technology, yeah, and sounds similar. Don't vaccinate them. Um, well, I, yeah, that's a different topic for yeah. another day. But that was an interesting New York Times piece yeah. about Waldorf schools and vaccinations. We'll put that in our show notes. But continue. Why doesn't your sister trust it? Well, she's like they're collecting all the data. Like they are collecting all the data, and it's like you're opting into it by doing it. You're acknowledging in one of those user agreements. You're basically saying, "Yeah, sure, listen to me," and whatever that means. And she just doesn't want. That. How about you, Claire? Do you have a, a video alarm or, you know, some way of recording? Well, not right now. Robbing you? Not right now because I live in an apartment, but I think, but well, well we're re- rebuilding, a, not, we're not building a house. There is a house that we are gutting. It's already, the structure is already built. But we yeah. will be upgrading Great distinction. To we're fact checking. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's like um, a different weird, actually, that's a different there paranoia a what is that about signing paperwork okay. to submit to the dob today oh, i feel like i'm uh, very uh, deep in it right now um got it is that the department um, of building What's uh, the DOB? yes yeah oh, yeah sounds like something from a richard scary story the, DOB, <laughs> the department of it's, building uh, you have to hire someone and pay them a ton of money just to handle the department it's it's all. It seems like there's a lot of bribery going on, and everything is still controlled by the mob. 
in Brooklyn. In but, your neighborhood um, in Brooklyn, for sure. But we will be installing all of that stuff because I am very, very paranoid. And especially I am alone a lot. Um, and I believe in ghosts. <laughs> Well, the, the alarm Robert. will save you from that for <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> the alarm's not really going to help me from the ghost. But you'll have footage. Uh, but you know, robbers. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm trying I th- to get into the second floor window. I get. I worry more about that than I do about someone listening to my conversations. If I'm being honest, um, and also, I think I'm like I'm a real goody two shoes. So I'm not doing anything bad Wait. ever. So I don't think the, nobody could ever come arrest me. So I think that's why, probably why. This is why the slippery slope. You have nothing to hide. This is the 1984-ness okay. of it, though. Because, like, you're not doing anything wrong now, but the rules could change and your regular behavior could become wrong. I mean, oh, like, that's true. Right. That's like we're all. Child services could come and get me. That's oh the one God. thing. Like, I'm always doing something wrong with my child. So that's, I could. I, um, are you going to have, we don't have any cameras in the house other than the ones in our phones and computers that are probably watching us, but we like <laughs> in my Peloton, yeah, spying yes, on me. Ellie's Peloton could be watching us right now. Um, I, we have an alarm that I'm like very serious about. And we just got a landline, which is not the same, but I got that for safety after a friend of ours had a choking incident with her child and called 911 from her landline because she couldn't find her cell phone. <laughs> Um, oh, but uh, everyone's fine. Everyone's a okay. But I, um, yeah, we have an alarm. I'm very serious about the alarm. I like will set it if when I'm when my partner's out of town. I set it like at seven thirty, and I just have to remember not to open the basement door mm-hmm. or anything because they set it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, did you guys have nanny cams? No, I did not. Me neither. I used the Nest as a nanny cam, but it wasn't to spy on our caregivers, it was because I needed to know if they were in the kitchen. So you could sneak in? So I, it was all about how I could sneak around wherever my child was so that I wouldn't disrupt yeah. their process. Yeah. Yeah. Is I know, crazy? I know. No. I, I, Whenever I'm at your house, Ellie, I get very paranoid about the cameras in the kitchen. Yeah. Why? Because yeah, they're there and they're watching there? me. And I have like, oh, maybe she's watching me to see if I'm getting into the cupboard. <laughs> you're like I know that those you, gluten-free crackers yeah the cupboard would stress <laughs> my cupboard would stress Claire out so much she wouldn't go near it I there's might, never any food in it though I should <laughs> so you have been in the cupboard just mom judgments being thrown left right and center cheddar I, bunny. there's always cheddar bunnies there's always though. cheddar bunnies <laughs> yeah no one would start <laughs> A can of lentil soup and cheddar bunnies. Mm, yeah. it's, it's also like smashed. You know, it's like a bunch of stuff. Oh, it's yeah. like bags of things, but nothing that you actually want to eat. Thank you for sharing that, Claire. But I would <laughs> maybe watch the kitchen cam to get some cooking lessons from you. I don't cook. I don't cook, but I do. That is such BS. Bags. If you warm the food, that is cooking to me. But I, I do warm the food. <laughs> yeah. But it's... um. But so are you going to have a camera in your kitchen then or not? No, no, no. We'll have exterior cameras. Not oh, in your, you know, okay. Like, well, I'm glad that we clarified that. Yeah. I would want, yeah. I want cameras on the inside so that they can, you know, see when this person comes up from behind. Later. Well, I'm not doing the footage. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you'll see them in real life when they come up behind. <laughs> okay. Well, and then this came up in the news recently because there was a New York Times article how surveillance cameras could be weaponized with AI. And they write in this article advances in art- artificial intelligence could supercharge surveillance cameras, allowing footage to be constantly monitored and instantly analyzed the ACLU warned in a new report. And so that got me thinking, you know, I've signed on, you know, I'm okay with being recorded and my kids being recorded and stuff for security, but I haven't thought about all the other ways it could be used and that they might be tracking and are tracking, I'm sure, you know, like when are we watching television? What time are we getting up in the morning? Mm -hmm. Uh, What do we do in the backyard? Or just anything that the idea that these robots 
could sift through this material so quickly. In China, in mainland China, this AI is being used in a lot of major cities already. And there was a New Yorker piece, I think, about it where a guy basically made sure his face was seen. The police were in on it, but he did an experiment where he was at a train station and then saw how long he could go without being intercepted by the police because there's so many cameras he's picked you're picked up like in taxis and on street corners and and it was like 15 minutes it was so fast it was so fast so there's no anonymity no and i went to a really fun luncheon for i'm at the (laughs) age where i get to go to luncheons um what a segue (laughs) but it was for the mama said podcast and it was so much fun and I got to sit next to Dr. Organic Mommy. That's what oh, she's yeah. called on Instagram. Yeah. So you know what her. Is that? Yes. My friend Sharon Lee Clark is always sharing and posting her things. She was formerly a doctor. She was a pediatric neurologist. And I was sitting next to her and there was a photographer who took a picture of us. I wanted to share it on uh, on Insta stories. But when I went on her feed, I saw that she always covers her children's faces. So I put a little butterfly sticker over her baby's face and sharing it. And she reached out and thanked me for doing that. And I'm curious, like, what do you guys feel about sharing your children's faces on Instagram? I know that that's really seems to be divided, at least in terms of celebrities Mm -hmm. and Claire Coffey as our resident celebrity on Mm -hmm. Atomic Moms who shares her child's face. Like, how do you feel about it? Because you also have friends that don't. Yeah, I've started, I've like all my recent ones, I started getting paranoid about it. So like, I'm hoping his face changes a lot in the next year because I've started not doing it. You should um, suggest he like he has his own it. he has his own Instagram account for um, my IRL friends. Uh, I don't know. I go back and forth. Like sometimes, like I, I, but I have a real like my postpartum anxiety was revolved around someone stealing him. Uh, so I don't know why I wasn't more paranoid about it before now. Well, you weren't dropping because, a pin about his location, but yeah, he's identifiable. Yeah. Yeah. He's identifiable, but he also looks a lot like other blonde children. Like he, he doesn't, he's like, I don't know. Wow. I can just that feel out. that motherly love. That <laughs> I'm not <laughs> editing that out. You told everyone what's not in my cupboard. <laughs> I'm constantly, I'm constantly telling Chris not to, tell Calvin that he's special in any way. Like this is obviously some sort of how I grew up, but it was like anything that he does. That's like, it's fine. It's good. 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 You know, we are not constantly saying like, good job. That was amazing. That's great. Whatever Chris does something like that. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was fine. That was like absolutely appropriate for his developmental stage. That's like, so, he's, that's he's so totally Northern normal. European of average. you to be like, no tall poppies around average. here. Yeah. Can I, I know. Wait. I'm the opposite. Cause by the way, I said in the father's day, uh, Instagram thing that my husband is, what he's instilled in our daughters and one of, I use the word brilliant. And for a second, I was like, is it okay to call my daughters brilliant? Because that sounds like really obnoxious when I say it out loud. But I was thinking about it and I'm like, I think all children are brilliant in their own ways. Well, your child is actually a genius though, like <laughs> yeah. a certified yeah. genius. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So you're very, moving on. I think it's fine. I want to tell you guys today in the car, my five-year-old, we're on the way to her first day of theater camp, which we thought she'd be really into because of the Netflix show, Julie, Julie's yeah. Green Room. And that's what they do. They oh, create yeah. a show. So we heard about this camp and we, she was very, very anxious. She woke up early because she was so nervous. She was like, my foot hurts. I don't know if I can go. And then like, just like so nervous. But when we got there, she ditched me right away and was very happy. But on the way there, her new thing is listening to the Taylor Swift 1989 album, which she also really enjoyed as a one-year-old. She's back to loving it. My two-year-old. Okay. Eliza's constantly saying, shake it off. Yeah. So we listened to, which was insane, but Phoebe, <laughs> Phoebe wants to start at Welcome to New York. And then we see how far we can get. And then she puts it on where we left off. And she sings it. And like some of it's so provocative. Like she's like, because I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. But we're in the car. And she was like, uh, I oh, can I God. be the new Taylor Swift? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so. And she was like, I mean, after she dies. <laughs> just like, you don't have to wait. <laughs> you, you, I was like, this, this oh, culture makes man. women disposable. <laughs> um, but no, I was like, oh, well, you can be someone, you can be you. And I said her full name, which now I feel paranoid about saying, but it's like, you can be you. And um, you can be different than Taylor Swift, but you can sing and dance and write your own music. And 
be a media mogul. I'm like trying to push different aspects of it. So it's not just performing. <laughs> the media mogul. Like you aspect. can produce other people. You can own multiple homes. <laughs> but I, uh, well, it's also interesting the idea that if there is no anonymity anymore. Yeah. Then why not be <laughs> a celebrity? Well, or yeah. why, why? Why protect? I go back and forth with Sabrina with protecting her, like the idea that now she's getting older, her face, you know, she's getting yeah. her faces. There's something about like going on to elementary school that I'm like, oh, right. should I start being more clever in the way that I photograph her? Like, should it not be of, you know, of her face? Right. And then I wonder, well, what's the point? Because we're all on camera anyway. Yeah. It's a good, right, I, right. it's very hard. The OG mommy bloggers, and I, I use that term respectfully, that I feel like the rule of thumb was af- around kindergarten, they'd stop, they'd stop blogging about their kids as much mm-hmm. because they were like, mm-hmm. now it's their narrative. They're not just my kid. They're out in the world. Um, but that's less about, that's about privacy, but more of like an emotional privacy. And like they should right. get to control their narrative now. Right. That but, makes a ton of sense. I mean, yeah, I don't know. So with Instagram, uh, I swear it was listening to me oh, yesterday. Yeah. I'd done it in the past, but yesterday it, it definitely is. was listening to me because I was talking to another mo- mother about how I use the sunscreen super goop. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it has any of the ingredients that we should be concerned about according to the FDA right now. Not all, some of them do, but not all of them. Okay, their, their I brand. will check. And if anyone is curious about sunscreen safety, listen to our recent episode with Dr. Whitney Bowe. She's a dermatologist in New York. But I was talking about Supergoop. And then last night, there was an ad for Supergoop. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was no, I think they're accidental. Sure. That's so crazy. Okay. Well, that's upsetting. Um, <laughs> I'm not taking off my phone, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the shit out of it later today. Um, okay, so Claire, you're going to be staying at our home. Do you want to share with everyone why? What's the special occasion? Oh, well, because I'm coming to Los Angeles to be an actress in Bridget's short film, her AFI Director's Workshop for Women. Brilliant short. And... I use that in the literal sense. It's a brilliant. <laughs> yeah, like Ellie's kids. Short. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I, uh, I'm so, so excited. It really is the highlight of the summer, the year, oh, the decade. Nice. You want to give us the quick elevator pitch, Bridget, of what the short sure, film is sure. about and wherein we will, might be able to see it. Yes. Yes. So, um, my short is called Blocks, and it's – here, let me take a breath so I can do it all in one line. <clears throat> My short film is called Blocks, and it's a surreal comedy about the mother of two young children who begins to spontaneously vomit Lego. Ta-da! And so Claire plays the mom. My kids, speaking of anonymity, are going to be the kids in it, which there's, like, these scheduling issues with my daughter's end-of-summer performance. And the, the assistant director keeps sending me these messages being like, can you confirm with Phoebe? And I'm like, Phoebe is five, so I'll can, I can confirm. Um, <laughs> and then the, the guy playing the husband's dad is Mark Weber, um, who's a great actor, and Teresa, our friend Teresa Palmer's husband. And they're going to leave town halfway through the shoot for her movie. So there's like all these p- p- parents mm-hmm. with scheduling issues. And so he's playing Claire's husband. He's playing Claire's husband. Um, we have some other cast confirmed. Claire, I don't even think I've told you, but <laughs> I can I can tell you later too. But it's yeah, so it's a ten minute short. So I'm part of this um the American Film Institute's directing workshop for women. It's been around since the seventies. Maya Angelou was a member of it in like the class of seventy six or something. Um, but it's this sort of it's a diversity program that AFI does that is supposed to help female directors take it to the next level in their directing career. It's eight people every year, so I was very excited to get in. Um and we shoot in July, and then there's a big showcase out here in April. Hopefully it will get into some festivals and have a nice long life and become a television show, and you can all watch it. You can binge it at home one day in the next two years. Uh, but you'll definitely get to watch it online for a few weeks in April. They only are up for a little while. because uh, April of next year. 
Yeah, April 2020. Obviously. <laughs> Sit tight. <laughs> we, Sit we tight. haven't shot it yet. Um, but it's been really very exciting and really fun. And um, yeah, right now there's like just a lot of discussion about um, how to do the special effect and the visual effect of Claire vomiting Lego. And we have got some great ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I threw up. On, on stage? On film. No. In oh, a yeah. Feature oh, yeah, film. yeah. In, in a major feature In a major film. motion picture. <laughs> major motion picture. <laughs> yeah. Opposite Patrick Dempsey. You did. That was the highlight of my career. <laughs> was throwing up. Yeah. That's a really good highlight. Yeah, it's though. pretty good. That's like, that is a very, very good it's highlight. It's true, but here's the issue with it. So it was Maid of Honor, and it was Michelle Monaghan and Patrick Dempsey, and you know, uh, they lucked out in getting to work with me that day. They actually brought me back for a second day of vomiting. I got the job because I can burp on command. And so Whoa. I would burp into the vomit, which is what really sold it to yeah. the casting directors. Like, Let's get her. Yeah. But the thing is, is it was a flashback scene at the beginning of the film. And Patrick Dempsey is dressed as Bill Clinton. And I am Michelle Monaghan's roommate. And I am dressed as a really drunk Monica Lewinsky. Uh, and now, yeah, it doesn't feel like as much of a highlight of my career because I feel slut shamey. If, yeah, yeah. Bridget, yeah. can you speak to the slut shaming? <laughs> like, why I feel that way? Like, well, it's a bummer because I feel like, especially this year, Monica Lewinsky was very public about yes. her experience. Yes, well, and how right. traumatic it was. And she was and, taken advantage of, and but like, well, yeah, and how I mean, young she was. I want to reframe that. I, I don't mean taking advantage of, but yes, how young she was, and that she became this like villain when really she was a victim. Yeah. So that kind of puts a damper on things for yeah. me. That's true. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we're all complicit, as someone said to me this morning about something. I was like, oh, great. That makes me feel better. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, we're all complicit. That is. Oof. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of private of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. Bridget, we have a, a winner question. Oh, yeah. okay. so do you want to? So I, so the the twist with the AFI directing workshop for women is you have to raise the money to shoot your to you have to raise the financing and they make you do that um, one because I don't think they have enough money for all of us to shoot films, but also because because directors have to ask for money basically. So we did it through this crowdfunding platform called Seed and Spark, which is the one you have to use through AFI. AFI is a nonprofit, so there are all these rules. But one of the things for contributors was if you give a certain amount of money, you could choose a reward or an incentive that was to ask Ellie, Claire, and I, anything on the podcast. So the two people who selected this, well, the third one was my uncle, who I don't think knows how the internet works, because, because <laughs> he, he, I don't think he realized he selected that. I gave, and then I was like, what question do you have? And he was like, so nice to see you. I love you. And I was like, okay. So um, if Bill Maloney's listening, we owe you an answer. Um, but the other oh one... The other one, were, it was a joint question because these two wonderful women who, Anne Trake and Vivian Lee, who are both writers and mothers and very neat people who coincidentally met when they were working on Ghost Whisperer along with my husband, who at the time wasn't my husband, but my boyfriend. And Anne and Vivian were both at our wedding and we've all known each other a really long time. Now. And I've never met Anne, but she reached out to me. Yeah. Over a year ago, about listening to the podcast, and since then, she bought a print from our shop. Like she's been such yeah. a huge supporter well, of the podcast. Vivian too is a listener because yeah. I saw on the Facebook group once, and I was like, "Hey, you! Hi, Vivian! <laughs> Hi, Anne!" Yeah. <laughs> so right now, we're going to share their recorded question for us. All right, we've got a new recording here. Hey, Atomic Mom! Hi, Atomic Moms! This is Vivian Lee. This is Ann Schrake. And we're actually tag-teaming on this question. We were both wondering the same thing of the three of you ladies. Or two. Whoever's there. <laughs> <laughs> anyone's even listening to this, uh, you can go ahead and... Okay. We are wondering if you could take your family anywhere in the world. Your turn. For a year? For a year. Although we decided mm -hmm. for a year, where would you go? Right. We're dying to know. Yes. Tell us. Okay, Bridget, I'll let you kick this off. Where would you go in the world if you go anywhere with your family? That's the I know. Am I working? Sticking point. This is the question. Like, do Ugh. I need to worry about? Because, okay, so if I need to worry about making money, this is also the subtitle of this. is like capitalism today. Okay. Um, 
is I think I would choose Montreal because my sister lives there now. You know, the threat to move to Canada. My sister and her husband did it. They moved to Canada um, with their small children. And they live in Montreal. And it's really cool. I'll reduce I'll reduce it to just that, except it's really cold. Claire was there last year for a while. Um, it's very cold, yeah, but it also is also very cool. Yeah. Was that where you were shooting the Lifetime movie, Claire? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was there for a month. It was. I, I can't wait to go back when it's not so bone-chillingly cold. It feels dangerous. It's so cold, honestly. Oh. Because it's cold. Yeah, Got it. yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel dangerous. But it's like, it's cold. I mean, we went to school in Chicago. It's like, it's so, so I know from cold a little bit. I live on the East Coast now. It is so cold. It's next level. That like, it hurts your body to walk outside. It does. My two-year-old cried the, oh. the, every time we went outside <laughs> the entire time we were there. But that being said, I still might go there because... It's francophone, which is cool. I'd like to go somewhere to learn another language, but maybe not have to learn a different alphabet. This is what I often think of. <laughs> okay, continue. So well, how are you going to make money in Montreal? Is this a well, concern? Well, it's very hard without a visa, but let's assume I have a visa. And then this is like why sometimes my fantasy life isn't that great because I get very caught up on the logistics. Um, but I think I would – there's a lot of – Film, television, mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. up there. So, oh, yes. There's a thriving film scene up there. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like we could ostensibly work up there while hanging out. If it could, if if money were no object, work were no object, I wouldn't feel like, oh, my God, I'm losing a year of my career. Um, I'd probably go further afield. Like? And, I mean, maybe Southeast Asia. There's a lot. But th- <laughs> then just through that, you were like... <laughs> That was such a quick turnaround. Well, you have like, to learn a different in alphabet in a okay. lot of Southeast Asia, though, which I've already established I don't really want to do. <laughs> You're stressing me out, man. <laughs> I'm like this all the time. Okay, moving on. Claire, how about you? <laughs> oh, mine's easy. I thought about this a lot. Um, I would go, It would. it's Paris, and that's mm. because it's my favorite city in the world. But also, I, I am also a uh, Francophile, and... I have been trying to learn French my entire life and so much so that I've put my child into a French immersion preschool and then we'll be sending him to a French immersion elementary school, um, most likely if he gets in. (laughs) I mean, really fast, because there are a lot of listeners who might not know all of our backstories. Can we just for one moment, because you keep joking about this, your husband won the MacArthur Genius Grant. So is anything about no but i feel like it does because you're like this is he's my this is my son and i don't want him like do you feel like your husband's too big for his britches or something (laughs) because you're like literally living sleeping and like having a child with this person has a very healthy ego okay Um, but but wait there's a there's an ironic the element here where you're also exceptional so are you like i well I chose the career that that never lets me right, think okay. that. So are you? Is, you don't want him to, is, yeah. to feel like he can do anything. You want to limit his choices. I, I want him. I want him to feel like he always has to work. I want oh, him to have fine. a shitty job. I want him to like really know what what things are like worth. That people work jobs, two jobs, three jobs. Like, right, you want him to have some uh, good. Yeah, and I just I want him to always have like fire under his feet. Okay, and some also he's awareness really into sports, of the world. So this is going to happen anyway because he's going to be like constantly trying out for teams, probably, and and not getting into things. And yeah, I mean, being an doing theater as a child is a great way to that. This is probably why I feel like this because you're constantly not you're constantly being told no. Mm-hmm. That only happened with me with theater in my adult life. <laughs> I caught up oh, and real fast. With me from but I wasn't five. doing professional theater as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, well, I just but still Paris. But Paris. Paris. And so then Calvin could understand that he has a superpower. Because right now, learning French to him, he just doesn't understand why I'm making him do it. And it's frustrating for him. Um, and then I would finally be fluent in French. Mm-hmm. And we would be in Paris. So there's like every cultural um, activity. I mean, just, I can't even, I'm becoming catatonic thinking about all things to do in that city and how beautiful it is. Uh, And then for Chris, it's really, 
easy to get places. They have a great airport. He's a musician, so he travels. travels. Ins and outs. He's a musician, so airport to him is very important. Ins and outs. Um, And I could just get a job on Dix Poissons, the the French television show about agents. I think I could just, I'll just tell them I'm in town. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they would love to have me. Just go get a job <laughs> on that show. Oh, wait, I, I want to change it. Maybe I want to go to France for a year. Well, guys, guess what? What? When I'm releasing this episode, I will be in France. <laughs> oh. Show off. So oh, you're going to be there for a year? Oh. <laughs> no, just for the week. Yeah. I'm very excited. First time away Dan's from never both been. kids for an extended period. He hasn't. Okay. Um, but So Adam and I are going. We're leaving the girls uh, with his parents for five days, and then he, I come back, and then he goes on uh, to Didn't other. You get engaged in, in France. We did get engaged in France. Really? Wow, good memory, Claire. I know that you guys are classic. In your whirlwind I'm a very good friend. You yes. threw in a trip to Europe. Yeah, in the three months it took for him to propose. I know. Every I know. Listen, it's going great. It's still going. It's still going. It's still going strong. It's true. We went, yeah, we got engaged in three months and we had a trip planned. He was supposed to go anyway. Mm. And then I got to tag along and then everyone else dropped out and became our engagement trip, basically. Yeah, who knows? And he proposed in a a medieval village in the south of France called Es. That sounds so romantic. And then we went to Monte Carlo. Actually, it was Monte Carlo first, Ah. yeah. And then Es and then Paris. But... It was special. Yeah, you're like, might as well. It was amazing. I My cousin and her now husband, like, really early in the relationship went to Cannes. He was going for work, and he was like, join me. And she was like, this is crazy. And then now they have two kids. Amazing. Yeah, do it while you can, right? And they or live in Brooklyn. Can. Yeah. Now I'm going to have, like, shame about sharing that magical story. I don't know. It's, it's great. You got to do oh. it. Anyway, it was awesome. And it's going to be awesome next Where week. Where would you go, Ellie? Okay. Well, everybody... According to Condé Nast Traveler, oh, Ellie got to do research. The 18 best family summer vacations to take. <laughs> one of them happens to be Michigan's <laughs> West Coast, oh. and so we are going to be spending time there. Uh, as longtime listeners know, we've actually when my husband and I met, he was wearing a Detroit Tigers baseball cap at a bar in LA, and I was like, "I've been to Michigan every summer of my life because we have a family cottage there," and he's like, "Me too." So. Uh, we get to go cottage hopping, which is pretty fun in Michigan. So it was fun to see this like fancy write up about Western mm-hmm. Michigan because most people think it's like, you know, they don't think about it. Claire was there uh, a few years ago. No, last summer, right? Was it last summer? Mm-hmm. It was last summer. You're right. Yeah, I, I think was it was. The, yeah. I know because I um, remember all my FOMO. I was like, oh, look, Claire and Ellie. Michigan. Claire and Ellie. What did you think, Claire? I don't think you were, I don't think we sold you on <laughs> Western Michigan. Well, no, no, it was, it was, oh, it was great. Traverse City was super. And actually I have known about the Michigan Lake Cottage deal since college because my roommate was from mm-hmm. Traverse City and was the cherry queen. Right. So I have known about it for a very long time. <laughs> um, I, but like, so, so Traverse City is like, totally adorbs and wonderful. And that little, that carnival thing, Calvin still talks about those carnival rides that make me nervous and yeah, freak me out. Yeah. Um, they should make us nervous. Uh, Real carny but stuff. I like staying on a lake house, like a lake house thing, I get too scared and freaked out because it's like so quiet and you're all alone. There's no locks on any doors. Like people could, I, so I, I. Claire needs more cameras. I, I know this is such a good well. circle back to Wait, so the Wait, so would you go to Michigan <laughs> for a year is what you're saying? You'd spend the year in well, Michigan. Well, I have my Montreal complaints. It's way too cold, I think, to do the year there. But if I, you know, maybe I would. I, you know, we definitely, Adam fantasizes about opening a bookshop. And I'm like, this will be great. I just, <laughs> no, I just found out <laughs> so that a guy cute. from my writing program from undergrad owns like a well-loved bookstore in Michigan. Okay, well, don't connect him to Adam because then we're going to move and he's going to quit <laughs> screenwriting. But <laughs> I mean, this guy did. He's doing great. But uh, I don't know. According not to the as internet. great as like being a. It's true. <laughs> anyway, he's certainly not moving doing on. as great as. Yeah. But I think that I would do Australia for a year because <gasps> oh, I think with our fun. children's ages, I think the, nat- yeah, the nature aspect, 
and do the you, beach. I'm I'm intrigued by that. We not could, worried about the language. Yeah. Already friends with a movie star there, uh, yeah, Teresa Palmer. Star. I keep. Oh back. yeah, you get. Yeah, <laughs> I, we could go. Beam. She wouldn't notice. They're like on a nature preserve. We could just go live in one of her yurts for a year, and she'd be like, oh, "What are you guys doing here?" <laughs> I can't. She said that. They, I don't know if I want to like feed her goats though. <laughs> sheep. She has sheep. Oh sheep. She's sheep in her garden. Yeah, that she rescued. Yeah, she rescued the yeah, sheep. It's really cool. But I because we went. <laughs> I went to Australia when I was very little. My mother loves to talk about how, you know, when I would complain about taking Sabrina across just the country and my anxiety about traveling with her when she was younger, as everyone remembers, <laughs> and my mom would be like, well, I took you to Australia. Just for fun? No, I think she, my parents, my dad is best friends with a family in Australia. Mm. And they have a place in Byron Bay. And when I was in high school, I got to go to Byron Bay and learn how to surf there. And we had such a great time. And it just felt so good there. I imagine it to feel a lot like Southern California, which is probably very self-centered of me. But (laughs) well, you can say it's better. I'm not offended. I didn't say anything. But my husband never wants to go. Does he? It feels so, yeah. it's hard. It's like, it feels so far away to me, which it is. Isn't that part of the appeal? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. for sure. I mean, I, I would like to, <laughs> I would go, I would go. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, mean, we get to be there for a year. So it's like, I only have to worry about that plane ride once and then right. again a year yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. But which is why I'm to headed to Thailand. Right. And this is dream scenario. So you just make sure you have a first class ticket. And then it's like being at the spa on your way to Australia. Yes. And then you get to be in Australia for a year. And then. Great point. Yeah. I think that it's interesting how we all have a. Well, Claire, you knew what you wanted. You've I know, always known I what do, you want, Claire. But Claire I think. Claire does know what she wants. But we both, you and I, Bridget, have like a. Whenever there is an element of fantasy, we immediately go to logistics yeah. and things well, to stress I'm us like, out. I'm like, you know, I'd like to spend some time in Mexico. And like Mexico City is supposed to be so neat, also a lot of film and TV. But I'm like, oh, but it's built on that shale. It's terrible for earthquakes. <laughs> oh, you're worried about the earthquakes? I'm worried because my husband is always reading, all he reads about is drug cartels. Yeah, well, Mexico, listen— the whole world, we can fu- we can poke holes in anything. This really I mean, is like we're our anxiety off. episode yeah. part two. Like, I'm not even talking about, yeah, there's like continents I'm leaving off here. But yeah, I don't know. So my question for you guys then is like, do you, you know, because we're getting stressed out even about the fantasy, like, do you guys, what are you like on travel day? My dad and Yaya, or my stepmother, sent us this great video that from Twitter and it's a the guy who does these <laughs> videos it's called at front porch dad and there was a video the one that my family sent was how dad stress about getting to the airport oh, yeah. so i'm going to play a little clip of that here yeah hon we need to make sure the car is packed by tonight okay guys i'm walking out the door i'm literally walking out the door our flight leaves in 6 hours we're basically late already okay so i'm curious with both of you like growing up but was were your parents like that? Were they? Oh yeah, my dad. Ready to go my dad, six hours early. We still refer to my father, seventy five, as his travel mode. Like we're like, oh, dad's in travel mode, which it's like there's no no fun will be had. <laughs> like we all will have to. We can't like talk about anything except like what like what freeways we're taking. And but also, I laughed out loud watching it because when he's like. The flights at two, we need to leave at eight. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's cutting it close for Bob Maloney. <laughs> like, they leave at like 445. They sometimes get to the airport like before the gates are like they're they can't even get into the main park because they'd rather sit there. How about you, Claire? Growing up, was it intense? We no, well, because I we didn't we didn't have money to travel like on airplanes and stuff when I was so we camped. So, that, so oh, yeah. that's a different thing. But now I've become travel monster, like in my, cause we do it so often, but I like, there are so many things. It's like, I need, I, the picking of the seats like takes me a real big time. And then like on, on travel day, I need, uh, there's, there's like, there's things that I eat the day before to make sure that my, I don't have an upset stomach on travel day. I have a real nervous stomach. Everything affects my bowels. So there's like a whole system the day before. Tell me the system. Then, the system. I need to know your system. 
Well, no alcohol the night before. That's one. Okay. Uh, and then I eat like stuff that I've made myself <laughs> so that I don't. So you're uh, controlling get what's in there? Poisoning. I'm controlling all of the, yeah, it's a very like controlled oh, yeah, environment. There's sure. like no plans. We can't do anything the night before travel. You should um, call my dad. My <laughs> it's, uh, and then, and then like, I like to leave early in the morning because the delays, especially during the summer, it's oh, yeah. the delays. You want to be on the first miserable. flight out. If you're fine. You kind of want to be on the first slide out. Um, and, but it is directly oppositional to Chris's, like he's going to pack at probably 1 a.m. the night before. He's going to wake up to, uh, eight minutes. Like I've made him, he usually wakes up five minutes before the car is about to arrive. I've like got him to push that to 15 minutes before the cars will arrive. Um, Didn't he once forget so, all his shirts or something though? Did I make that no. up? No. No, you made that up. He has, okay. he basically has his bag always packed. It's just like, yeah, throwing some shirts out and it's like trading the shirts yeah. essentially. But he is very generous and doesn't criticize me or, or bug me at all about how psychotic I am about, about the travel day. But I, I get there like two hours. Two hours. How many, how many places are you hitting up this summer? Colorado and then Portland and then, or Seattle and Portland and San Francisco. We're basically working our way down the coast and then LA. And then Chris goes to Japan and Australia and I stay in LA and then come back to New York. I mean, you, you guys are doing it. Yeah. So we're, it's planes, trains and automobiles though too. We're taking them all. Yeah. yeah. I'm an adrenaline junkie. So I, oh, Adam has gotten very tense about travel day uh, he hates traveling more than anything, and he gets very aggressive. There's usually some sort of argument in the yeah. 24 hours leading up to the trip. He gets, and then he falls asleep on the plane because he's exhausted himself right. Right. with this it's travel. Too much. He taps out. <laughs> he totally taps out. Uh, What's been helpful for me is like I'll have earbuds in, or I'll play music for the girls um, on the drive to the airport as a way of just sort of like keeping the rest of us more centered. Mm -hmm. And then, but my father was such an extreme traveler for work. I say that because like his, he had enough miles to get these global services, which I guess is a thing with United that you have to be invited to. And it's because you have, you travel so much for yeah. work. And he, I'll never forget Sabrina and I, this was the trip actually, Sabrina and I flew to Houston and went to the rodeo and then we came home, just the two of us. And I was very, pre I was pregnant. She didn't want to put her socks on and I was demanding that she put her socks on and we almost missed the flight because she wouldn't put her socks on. And I was trying to like, uh, you know, wrong, yeah. wrong moment to stand my ground. My dad drives us to the airport and then he has, to, he got, he called Global Services and was like, can you help her get on the yeah. plane? It's like, hey, it's me. And they, they did. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, you have to spend your whole okay. life on yeah. a plane, but that's kind of a cool moment. Grandpa saved the day. Yeah. I think he was ready for us to leave. He was like, I'm going to pull out all the stops. <laughs> he was like, we're going to get you on that, plane. on that plane. But we, I grew up where, like, we, we didn't get there early. It was always. Oh, skin of your teeth. Yeah. It was like home alone, always. Like, yeah. we're always running through the airport. Well, that's one of my good friends has missed, like, once we, the only time I've ever missed a flight was with her. And she was like, God, I hadn't, I hadn't missed a flight in months. And I was like, what? <laughs> was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my brother-in-law. Yeah. He misses like half of the fights. Like, oh my God. No. I really, crazy. I, yeah, I, was I don't miss them. I just get so sweaty and like BO and this have is, to this beg is, my way yeah, through security. No, this was, they had moved it and we re-put us, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Oh New York. God. Um, but if you don't travel, I mean, I travel all the time and I, we travel so much that Calvin loves traveling. Like if he's home for too long, He's like, where are we going? Where I don't want to go home. I want to go to, you know, mm -hmm. Massachusetts. So it's, uh, I have an easier time now than I did because I have a kid who kind of gets the deal. Who's into it. I, um, I, I, and no security and all that. I, yeah, I love a car trip. It turns out now that I have my minivan and like when we're planning <laughs> things, I'm like, this feels so much easier than trying to get, I also, I don't love flying and I have a lot of hangups. So but I mean, we do it, but I am like, let's spend the money on gas. 
Um, but I don't know. You can't get everyone a van. And I mean, whatever. How do you guys keep some sense of normalcy for the kids when you're traveling? Because we will be going to three different locations in Michigan. And so even with the stupid flat dog bowl thing, I was well, like, that's well, then not for them. Chubbs is a very nervous <laughs> child. Our 14-year-old dog is a very nervous eater, like <laughs> Claire the day before traveling. And he – so I thought if I had the same bowl for him the whole time, that would give him some sense of Wait, consistency. Wait, so you're worrying is about the normalcy insane? for Chubbs only. Um, no, I mean I also will have a, the same sound machine for Eliza the whole way. I throw it out the window. You do. you do. I'm like, we're on vacation. Woohoo! But everyone has to go to sleep. Um, but we don't really try to have the regular routine. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And I usually bring I bring his cup from home, like his, you know, his like last milk before bed. I bring his cup from home. I bring one of his stuffed animals. Yeah. And like the magnetiles, but yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty adaptable. He's like a road a road kid though, for sure. He's, yeah, yeah, it's not a fair uh, question because he's he's so used to it. I love it, uh, and I'm also going to be bringing Eliza's crib sheet. Is that crazy? No, I'm like it smells like home. Is no, that a that's thing? Because we're going to be ditching them for five days. I thought maybe she. I think that's great. I want to smell my version of the all clear, yeah. whatever mm. detergent, softer water. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I mean, yeah. We uh, everyone gets their favorite lovey, and the baby wears the sleep sack. He's not really a baby anymore. So then, there's the consistency there. Okay. Mm. Well, dear listeners, we are gonna be off until August. So follow, yeah, so join our newsletter because I'm going to be sending out weekly newsletters with fun stuff. It's my not annoying newsletter, I promise. So go to AtomicMoms.com so you can sign up there because that's how I'll be staying in touch with you all. That and Instagram at Atomic Moms. Claire and Bridget, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Bridget.Maloney, M-O-L-O-N-E-Y. Uh, and I'm at Claire Coffee, like and, the beverage. And everybody already follows Claire Coffee in the whole world. They do. All of Claire's <laughs> um, international fan sites are trying to follow me all the time. Claire they, Coffee Italia. Oh, Claire I Coffee know, Deutsch. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of them will tell you that you look very old, too. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give some context to our listeners, or should we just leave that? Just people are – I think that was a Russian robot. That's what I think that commented oh, no. that. <laughs> It yeah, really, I mean, uh, it's so rude, but I also really laughed when you said that. I, la- I I also really laughed um, like, because cool, it's cool. true. It's not. it's not. Also, cool story, bro. Also, there's nothing wrong with aging, right? <laughs> May we all continue to it's grow true. older. As long as I don't look normal. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> as long as I look like a normal 26-year-old. Claire, you've got to go, right? We all got to go. Well, we no, Bridget has to go because she has to go scout some trucks. No, I have to. Well, yeah, I have to figure out where we're going to park the trucks for the park scene. That's what I have to scout. All right. I love you, too. I love you. I love you. Um, I love you. Okay, everybody. Until next week, trust in your goodness. Live out your greatness. Rock on. Atomic Moms. <laughs> awesome.